Last Sunday, we heard from our coming-of-age youth, and I'm glad that so many of you were here to receive that blessing that they offered, their words and their presence. If I had one wish for our young people, it would be this, that they feel at home in themselves, in their families, in this church, in the world. Isn't that what we are all seeking? The way home. A couple of weeks ago, Josh Goulet preached a wonderful sermon here, and something he said in that sermon has stayed with me, reflecting on our third UU principle, which affirms acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth. Josh noticed that acceptance comes first that it's only after you feel some level of belonging that you're then ready to stretch and grow spiritually. In other words, once you feel at home, once you feel safe and secure enough, then you can go deeper and reach out and take risks and help others. The choir just sang Light in the Hallway, a song a parent might sing to a child who's afraid to go to sleep. But words that we could stand to hear too, right? No matter how old we are. So count your blessings every day. It makes the monsters go away. And everything will be okay. You are not alone. You are right at home. What do you do when you're anxious or afraid? Counting your blessings is not a bad way to start. Being mindful of what is good, of what you have to be grateful for. Of course, it never hurts to ask for help. Don't leave me alone. I'm afraid of the dark because we're all afraid sometimes. And there are so many things that we could be fearful about. On this particular day, I find myself thinking of and praying for those immigrant families in our nation who are afraid right now of that knock at the door or that traffic stop that will cause them to be detained. In these fearful days, we would do well to remember some wisdom found in the Bible and how that old text says over and over again, fear not. And this is what good religion does. It helps us to have more faith and less fear. As Theodore Rozak puts it, to hold open a space where you can become yourself without shame or fear. Isn't that why we are here? I hope it's obvious how grateful I am to be here in this community 
and that it's my job to try and pay attention and call attention to what is going on in our lives and in our world, that I get to reflect with you on what matters and what is needed in these days. And I'm so grateful that we are here together, all of us, old and young, and that new ones are coming into our community, being born or showing up and checking us, us out, and that we're here together trying to work out these principles we aspire to, that we each have worth and dignity, and that we are here to love one another and help one another. And I'm reminded that this can be easier said than done. Community, like family, can be a lot sometimes, right? It can be hard to get along. Sometimes we get our feelings hurt or we disagree and maybe we don't want to rock the boat, but we're disappointed that somebody didn't show up or they didn't acknowledge us. And what about that person you just can't help but find annoying? I'm so grateful for this healthy and thriving community we have here and for how you love and support one another and for the kindness you show and share. And if you asked me how we could grow, I would say that I think we could try taking some more risks. Like trying to speak more truth to one another. Yes, continue to be kind and be careful with your words, but when you need to, this should be a place where it's safe to say what you want and need to say, right? You know, things like, you disappointed me, or I'm worried about this, or on this thing, I actually disagree with you, or... How come you didn't show up? I understand this can feel risky. We all have experiences of speaking our truth and it not going well. You know, the other person feeling hurt or criticized and getting defensive, and then you find yourself wondering, maybe I should have just kept my mouth shut. Anybody know what that feels like? But what's our future in this congregation and in our families and in our communities and in our nation if we can't talk directly and truthfully to one another? If we can't stay present for the hard and challenging conversations? If we can't name what really matters? The good news is when you feel at home in yourself and the world at home enough, then you can take this risk and you can be more present and more honest and more forgiving. And when you share yourself in this way, what you give will come back to you. And you find true community is like being home together. And this is something even us introverts need and long for. It doesn't mean we're always going to agree or that everyone gets their way or that we won't get hurt or disappointed sometimes.
But in a healthy and life-giving home, you can be real with yourself and with others. And from that foundation, you can go anywhere. I found myself this morning thinking of words the Presbyterian minister Eugene Peterson uses to describe the local congregation. He calls it this kingdom of the holy that is primarily local, relentlessly personal and prayerful without ceasing. And this is how I experience you as this community of connection and spirit that creates this place of miracle and wonder. Right here, do you sense it? And do you know if you open your eyes and your heart, you can find that anywhere? The invitation of these days is to be seeking after this presence and these connections. To remember, as Mary Oliver writes, that our work is loving the world. Let me keep my mind on what matters, she writes, which is my work, which is mostly standing still and learning to be astonished. The Phoebe, the Delphinium, the sheep in the pasture and the pasture, which is mostly rejoicing since all ingredients are here, which is gratitude to be given a mind and a heart and these body clothes. And I would add, to be given these companions and these sweet June days, all these gifts. So let us be grateful and let us be glad. Amen.